0: Welcome to the Fully Alive Man Podcast. This is a podcast to help men become fully alive by doing life together. My name is Lee Rogers. I work here at North Point Community Church with men's groups. I'm here, as usual, with Doug Hurley. Good afternoon, Doug. Leland good to be here good to be here as always and today we have a special guest someone that you have heard a lot he's on almost every single episode of the fully alive man podcast and he was featured as a guest last october it's been a full year since we've had him as an actual guest on the show our friend, our sage, the man who brings the wisdom from the woods, John Woodall. Good afternoon, John.
1: Hey, hey, great to be with you guys. Incredible to think it's been a year since we did that one.
0: It's incredible. We were just babies starting out back then, and now <laughs> we, are, we toddlers. are toddlers at best. <laughs> now we're ninjas on the podcast. Now we are still figuring it out. All right. Um, Today, we're going to talk about something that is dear to John's heart, something that he has led us through um, as a staff where we work. He's led other men through it in in a retreat environment, um, teams environments. uh, But we just wanted him to share about refreshment and affirmation. And we'll get into what that means and what in the world we're actually talking about and how that would apply to men and men's groups um, in just a minute. But before we do, I just want to start a little bit on the lighter side and ask you, gentlemen, the question, can you remember someone saying something to you that was life-giving, like it meant something a little extra to the point that you can remember it today it could be from a teacher, coach, parent, whatever. What do you remember a word or some words that meant something to you very special were life giving at some point in your life?
2: Uh, I remember when it was somewhat of an admonishment, like it was, it was a boss of mine that was kind of getting on to me about something. But it, what he said prior to getting on to me was life giving. And he, he basically, I was kind of being disrespectful. Uh, not trying to, but I was being disrespectful. And what he said before he told me I was being disrespectful was, I love about you that you kind of have to blaze your own trail and you kind of have to do things your own way. I, I love that about you. However, <laughs> yeah. and then he went and he kind of chast- chastised me for being disrespectful. But in that moment, I was like, wow, that was really cool that he noticed that. I do need to do that. And then he also kind of recaged me to not be disrespectful. You can do both. You can kind of blaze your own trail and not be disrespectful at the same time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, It's interesting though, that those words spoke specifically to your heart. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Mine
1: is actually uh, much earlier than that. When you, when we were talking about this question, one of the first memories that popped up in my mind, I was literally in seventh grade. I was in a math class and I remember the math teacher, you know, like it was just yesterday, and this is many, many years ago, and sort of, Doug, like your story, Um, you know, he was doing a, a reprimand, but the words that gave life that preceded the reprimand were, John, you have enormous influence in this class, and people follow you. And I was in seventh grade, and it's the first time that anybody had ever spoken any word of life or encouragement now he went on to say now <laughs> yeah. i'm going to ask you to use that influence in a good direction right but, let's
0: steer that for good right somehow
1: right but i i remember it was it was literally some of the first words of life and encouragement that i got as a young man wow
0: that's that, so good. that is strong to a seventh grader mm-hmm. that, that sounds pretty good to the seventh grade heart yeah. um i was remembering a time um probably more similar to doug's that i heard it when i was a but um, it was probably, I don't know, 15, 13 years ago. Um, I was on a retreat with these guys. I had been sort of coming back to the Lord for for several years and figuring out, out what it meant to to be a man and follow God. And this guy, as I told my story, part of my story was like, like kind of just this cop-out phrase of like, I guess I was just lazy. And I remember this guy, I love this guy, Ray Buckman. Um, I can picture him in my head right now. I remember him looking at me directly and saying, "Lee, you're not lazy. You just have bad theology." <laughs> <laughs> it was like the biggest slap in the face in that moment, but it just spoke a ton to my heart. Like I was believing wrongly about God and using this this laziness as a way of, I don't know, sort of um, qualifying what what I believed wrongly. And he's like, no, 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 you're just thinking about God wrong. God Mm -hmm. is way better than you think he is. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was, I don't know, I feel like it was a life-changing moment. I've thought about it a million times since then. And yeah, I I should should probably call Ray and tell him. That's a big idea for sure. Um, So let's jump into the topic of today. And John, I will turn you loose on this in just a second, but it's this idea of refreshment. What, What comes to mind for you, John, when you think about that?
1: Well, you know, we were, uh, we've been thinking about and working on this podcast for a little bit and a lot of thoughts and a lot of memories came up. You know, I had, I just shared that story about the seventh grade teacher. And honestly, between those words from that man till probably in my mid forties, it's strange to think it's hard to remember things in between that, but In my case, I was sitting in a counselor's office, and the counselor started speaking words of—this was with my wife and me—they were speaking words of love and life and truth and encouragement, and I had never experienced anything like it. My mind, my heart, my soul must have been so dry that I did not even know— Uh, the power of the tongue, the power of words, the power of affirmation. I knew nothing about the love languages, words of affirmation. And so here I am in my mid-40s, sort of waking up to this idea that words are really, really powerful.
0: Why do we not automatically understand that? Why is that not just clear for all of us, that words really matter?
1: Well, um, you know, there's a there's a variety of reasons in this. I mean, one of the things is um, I really do believe that, that we live in a world, um, such a competitive world, and I remember one guy saying to me years ago that most people don't feel good enough about themselves to let you feel good about yourself. And so this idea of offering words of encouragement and life and affirmation to other people Um, It gets restricted sometimes from a competitive spirit. Um, A lot of guys that I listen to and that I talk with, they've never had it modeled. They never saw it. They never experienced it. And they don't know how to do it. And I think this is um, probably, it comes more naturally to some guys, but it is definitely a learned behavior.
0: What about you, Doug? Have you seen in groups of men, even growing up, does it feel more like, gosh, these guys really want to speak words of life and affirming to me, or is it more of, um, yeah, you know, the the sarcastic and the ribbing and all of that? That's fun, but mm-hmm. yeah,
2: yeah. No, I think it's uh, in men's groups, whether it's a church men's group circle or out there in the marketplace or. Or just buddies. I th- I think it's pretty anemic, to to have encouraging, refreshing words of life. Like I'm I'm just gonna pour encouraging words into you and build you up. I don't I, that just doesn't happen nearly as much as it should. And I was sitting, I was looking at John when he was given those reasons. Um, and I'm speaking this back to you. Tell me if this is accurate. One is that um, there's just this competition, and and it's really I'll add one word to that. It's like an insecurity thing. That's when we can't feel good about, when we don't feel great about ourselves, it's going to be hard for us to build somebody else up. But there's just this insecurity, like, I can't really pour that kind of encouragement into him. And we don't think of that consciously, but that's, I feel like what's going on. And then spot on with the other one, we just don't model it. Yeah. And we don't, we it's don't, it hasn't been modeled. So Well,
1: and and again, I don't, I don't even know where this started in history, in human history, but somebody started this idea that the more trash talk we have to one another, that's my way of showing my, that I like you mm-hmm. or that, you know, uh, it, it's crazy. And, I, and I, I, I'm guilty of it. I played sports growing up, and, you know, we trash talked one another. I'm, I'm sitting here on this podcast as surprised, perhaps as anybody, that the words of encouragement that I got in seventh grade, and then I, I don't remember much. Until my mid forties, that's insane. That's crazy. And some of you guys are listening here today, and you're thinking, "I I haven't heard them yet." Mm. And that's how that's how deep this is. I think in our culture.
0: Yeah, and I, I think to just what you guys are saying, I, you know, there there is probably a time and a place for for trash talking and ribbing each other and and all of that. So I don't I don't want to you know bring condemnation on anybody but i will say for me you know and i and i enjoy that you know with friends and watching the game whatever um about teams but when i see my kids doing that to each other trash talking each other tearing each other down even even in a funny way you know when i see the the 13 year old do that to the to the 10 year old um it just hurts it doesn't feel good and and i wonder you know, immediately, where's the balance, you know? Well,
1: there's another tension, I, I think, in our culture, and, you know, this is perhaps another podcast, but the other thing that I don't think has been modeled well is um, deep, healthy, male friendships. And um, because that has not been modeled if we start offering words of encouragement and life and love and those kinds of things there, Doug, you mentioned this idea, there's an insecurity. Like, am I going to be misunderstood here? You know, we have to, we have all these preface statements like, uh, you know, this is a man hug, right? You know, the three slap on the back. And, uh, there is an insecurity, um, in, in our culture today on how to, uh, be open with our thoughts and our emotions toward one another uh, that represent really deep, godly, male friendships. So I think so, some of those words get withheld out of that kind of insecurity or uncertainty.
0: Yeah, I, I think the other thing that, that jumps out to me, besides the fact that it would be amazing if we could do this, get this right in men's groups with the, with the men we're doing life with is just the idea that you and I talked about earlier, John, of, um, that in, in Matthew's gospel, it shows us how Jesus was affirmed by by the father, the heavenly father, that there was a voice from heaven that said, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. Um, that may be a little KJV, interpretation but no that's but, what's in my but head. it's a
1: it's it's such a powerful idea and, and Lee I'm glad we talked about that the other day because if we pause and we think about that that the God of the universe our heavenly father who has a son and the son comes into the world and you know a bunch of people didn't believe it some people believed it some people believed in him and from heaven the father says this is my son this is my dear son My beloved son, in him I am well pleased. I delight in him. I love him. And then then he says, listen to him. Can you imagine a world of men that would have that kind of blessing and affirmation, not only from the Heavenly Father, but many of us never got it, from our earthly father? And now for men to come around one another and start encouraging one another to say, man, man you are so good at this i i love it when you do that and we start offering those words of refreshment and affirmation it can totally change the culture of of men in my my opinion
2: yeah i it's um the power of words is <laughs> is so it it's 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 so important from a biblical perspective and we and you just walk through that and um but just gosh with my kids i can see if i if I say a word that has even just a, a hint of negativity, it could ruin their day. Oh, yeah. And uh, so we have, we have five family values in our house. The fifth one is all around words. And it's, it's simply words matter a lot. The yes. words that come out of your mouth matter so much, and they can build you up or they can tear you
0: down. Mm. But uh, Beautifully, yeah. beautifully summarized. Yeah. That's right. Again, as we see in Proverbs, um, the tongue holds the power of life and death. It's huge. It is a huge idea.
2: So it sounds like we're all on the same page how important words are. I want to I'm curious understanding the word refreshment and tying that to the power of words and um where where did that come from, John? Where'd you get that idea? Walk us walk us through that.
1: Yeah, I love that. I had been growing in my understanding about this, but I had an experience in October of 2018. I went and spoke out at a men's conference in California, there were about 750 men at the conference. And on this one particular morning, sunrise, 6 a.m., Bakersfield, California, um, 750 men at sunrise, there's a cross out in the open field, and the leader, uh, a man that I've just come to love and respect, his name is Les Piercy, leading a terrific uh, work there in California with the influencers. Um there were like four crates of oranges, Uh, there was a microphone, and Les basically stood up, and he said to the men, he said, guys, if you've been here before, you know what we're about to do. This is the refresh exercise. And he takes it out of um, a book of the New Testament written by Philemon. It's only one chapter, Philemon chapter uh, one, verse seven. And he talks about how important it is to refresh one another. And um, when these guys, they came to the microphone, about 100 guys stood up. They grabbed an orange. They spoke words of life and refreshment and and encouragement uh, to the men there. They asked the other guy to stand up, and after they said the words, they tossed the navel orange to the guy, and it was incredible to see. And it's based out of Philemon where he says – If you you are blessed, brother, because you have refreshed others. And Solomon writes in Proverbs that the man who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. And once I saw that in Living Color, it's like, I just want this to be a part of my regular daily life, uh, refreshing others, blessing others, affirming others. And I'm the one that is the refreshed, most from it
0: yeah if we lived in a cadence of refreshment i just feel like we'd all be in a a different place but we have that opportunity because we are talking to men in groups we are men who are in groups and we can um do this and we're going to talk more about how a little more practical right after a section we like to call
2: man Man
0: Hacks. hacks What is a man hack? I'll tell you what a man hack is. A man hack is anything that makes your life better, um, makes you gives you a little tip, a trick to do something better in your life, and we want to share that with you guys. Doug, do you have a man hack for us today? <laughs> yeah, you totally,
2: totally busted me earlier today. I said, don't tell anybody about it. Now I'm saying it on the po- <laughs> on the podcast. So uh, we're in my office right now, and I've got a bottle of Listerine in my backpack. <laughs> yeah. And after I have a cup of coffee or, or eat breakfast or something like that, and I'm like, I'm going to a meeting. I don't want to have coffee breath and I don't want to have all this food stuck in my teeth. So I just take a swig of the Listerine, swish it around, and then spit it in the trash can. Can't,
0: can't and get the it,
2: mouthwash with you is but, the man hack. And it makes the trash can smell better too.
0: Well, and we're talking about refreshment, so this is just oh, going across. Here it goes. Way to tie it Going in across lead. the board. All right, here's my man hack for the day. and I didn't even think this was a – I didn't really think about this as a man hack. It's something that I do, but a, another one of our listeners, one of our guys said, hey, you should you should tell guys to do this. And so I thought, oh, there's a man hack. How do you do it? So at, at your house, you have a trash can probably in your kitchen, and when you change out the trash – probably reach into another cabinet to grab the trash can liners. You can take the trash can liners, just store them in the trash can. Under the trash can liner that's in there taking all the trash. It sounds dumb as I say it, but I take the roll of of trash can liners out of the box that it comes in, throw them in the bottom of that trash can. And just leave it in there. It's always there. Every time I need it, can I hack your hack? Yes. Um, yeah. Come oh, on, that's, John. I,
2: that's that's why we're laughing. Go ahead, John. Yeah,
0: because
1: I, <laughs> uh, uh, what you guys don't know is I was a janitor at Rustin Golf and Country Club for wow, yeah, for uh, several years, Did not know and, that. and uh, I used to have that man hack. Until somehow uh, somebody would throw a bottle or a broken bottle oh, yeah. into that, put a hole into that bag, <laughs> mess and, up all uh, your lighters. And and, all, <laughs> That's and amazing. All, all of the liquid Boom. got onto that yeah. entire roll. And it's like, this is the worst man hack I've ever heard of. Yeah, so don't do it.
0: If you're a janitor, maybe not, but um, in your home, this is a beautiful man hack. So there you go. You're welcome, guys. Your life just got easier with a couple of easy man hacks. This is the section we call Man Hacks. Man Hacks. So jumping back in, we're talking about refreshment. We want to get a little more practical. We want to talk about how guys can begin to grab onto this value, make it a part of their lives, make it a part of their groups. John, where what are some things we need to think about, do ask ourselves as we want to bring refreshment into our regular cadence of um, relationships and being with men.
1: Well, a couple ideas immediately come to my mind. I, I think you guys need to uh, take a little bit of time and determine whether this is a value to you or not. Um, this has got to be a value. It's not like, oh, I heard a podcast. That's a intriguing idea, but it's not that valuable to me. And I'm telling you guys today, this is extremely valuable to me. And as Doug said earlier in the podcast, words matter. And your words, my words, have the power to kill, and they have the power to build up. So um, talk about in your groups uh, whether this has been of value to you to even exchange these kinds of words. Uh, That would be one of the first things that I would say.
0: Maybe yeah. maybe they even ask that question that we started out the podcast with, like, "What's a time that you remember I someone think, speaking a word to you?"
1: It's a beautiful icebreaker question. I, you know, uh, it's light, it's deep, it's meaningful, all at the same time. And um, because even when we went around and you told your story, I mean, um, you know, we're going to talk about curiosity down the road. But I was extremely curious about that exchange and the follow up and that and. I would encourage you guys to ask that question, you know, think of somebody and and talk about what that meant. Um, Because you're going to have both sides. And John Eldridge calls these things arrows. When somebody fires reckless words to you, whether it's a father, a mother, a coach, a brother, uh, when reckless words get fired out there, they get lodged into the soul of like arrows. And some of us have spent half of our lives trying to you know, discover the lie about that. That's a different topic, a different time. But um, yeah, I think that would be a great question.
0: Yeah. And I'll say to to that point that, I mean, the three of us at this table have heard an unbelievable amount of men's stories, probably more than a regular amount of men's stories. And no one has made it out without some of those fiery darts to the heart. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Just uh, just get born, just get born into this world. And we are in a world that is in opposition to its maker. And, you know, we are in war. And, right. and uh, war is often waged with words in our particular culture. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I would say kind of in way of introduction as you guys are thinking about how to do this is be aware of this. Within each of your groups, some of you guys are extroverts. It's easier for you to talk out loud. Some of you guys are introverts. You're thinking about it's like, oh, man, I don't know if I want to say anything here. Another aspect of this is the words of affirmation. If you guys don't know the five love languages, one of those languages is words of affirmation, and it's going to be easier for you if that's your language. And the last thing uh, that I want to say is, I absolutely believe in spiritual gifts. Romans chapter seven lists seven of the spiritual gifts. One of them is encouragement. Um, and so, when I when I think about why this is so important to me, I have three check boxes. I'm an extrovert. My love language is words of affirmation, and one of my spiritual gifts is encouragement. And when I'm walking in that space, um, I am refreshed. Others are refreshed, and I think life comes out of our groups, and I just think it's a whole lot better.
2: Man, John, I, I, I love that, and you, hands down, have the uh, gift, spiritual gift of encouragement. Um, but we all have the ability to encourage. doesn't matter if you have that gift or not, and we all have that need. We all have that need to be encouraged. So just kind of tripling down on, on just the importance of the words that we have, and how life giving, or conversely, how how life breaking they can be. Those words can be so.
1: Yeah, I want to um, say something, Doug, in response to that, because to me, you just brought up two really big ideas in that brief comment. One, you said we all need it, and guys, that is so true. Um, if if you're sitting in a circle and you think I don't need this, uh, I would think again. Because we were made by God to receive love and to give love to one another. And if you find it difficult to express that or to receive it, pay attention to that. The other thing that you said is even though it's a spiritual gift of encouragement, the writer of Hebrews says, encourage one another daily. And um, don't give yourself a hall pass And say oh it's not my spiritual gift because more than ever in these days and times I am seeing desperate men men in quiet desperation and we need courage breathed into us on a regular basis I need it at 65 years old I need it as much in this season of my life to finish well to finish strong as any other season of my life Mm -hmm.
0: And I could not agree more. And I would encourage you guys as listeners to take a night in your group and make it a night of refreshment, make it a night of affirmation. Um, Take a few minutes to just explain to the guys in your group what you're going to do. Maybe take, um, you know, just a minute of prayer um, for God to give you words and then just honestly go man by man and say, guys, what do you see? Um, in this man, you know, I'm, I'm looking at Doug right now and I w- I would say to the group guys, what, what are some things that come to mind for you the way that Doug reflects God's character or some of the strengths that you've seen in his life? And chances are, um, in, in your head, you'll be thinking, well, he already knows this anyway. This is obvious, no big deal, but I bet he's not thinking those things. I bet some words are going to catch him off guard, catch him by surprise and they are truly going to be life giving. You know, one of the
1: things um, this could be another podcast for sure. But on this particular topic, I have a. I currently believe that there is a real enemy in the universe, in the world. I believe I call him the devil, and one of his strategies is to lie. He's a liar. Jesus said the devil is a liar. And when you think different thoughts, you might be thinking it's self-talk, but I also believe that the devil is using words to lie to us. And those things have to be replaced with the truth. And sometimes it takes a man outside of that, because we get so beat up in the world, by the world, our own failures, our own missteps, or however you want to describe it, And often we need another man or two saying, dude, you have what it takes. Mm -hmm. You do have enough. You have Christ in you. You have the spirit of the living God in you to bring you courage and strength. It's not just enough to hear that or read that on our own, but to hear that from men who love us
0: and that are walking with us is so critical these days.
2: Absolutely critical.
0: Well, guys, I could not agree more. As um, men think about... um, Taking this idea of refreshment, affirmation, words of life, uh, making it a value, understanding the value of it, and, and then actually jumping in to um, being a part of a, a life-giving community, life-giving relationships with, within our groups and um, wherever it is, honestly, that, that we're with other people. It can be with your families. It can be in your workplace, especially if you have a team at work um, take a time of refreshment. Uh, we all need it as John said. Um, but we just encourage you guys to do it. Any final words on this guys?
1: Well, I just, I, I hinted at it a few minutes earlier, but I actually want to quote it. It was Paul that was writing to one man. His name was Philemon. And these are the words in verse seven. He says, your love has given me great joy and encouragement. Because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people. That's the Apostle Paul writing to Philemon, and he says, Man, your love has brought me great encouragement. I imagine a world of men that are men that are bringing refreshment, courage, life, uh, affirmation to one another.
0: Uh, We need it. Let's keep doing it. Let's start doing it. So guys, we will leave it with you for now. As always, we want you to be asking three questions as you listen to an idea or this idea or as you consume any type of content. One is what does this mean for me personally? Two is what am I going to do about it? Um, What step of faith does this require me? And three is how can we help? Um, How can we help as a group? How can we help each other do this thing? And as we wrap up, I just want to say thank you for an entire episode of wisdom from the woods. We won't actually add that to the end of this one. That would be strange since we have the man with us away from the campfire out of the woods, enjoying him on the microphone today. Appreciate you guys listening as always subscribe, like, we'll talk to you next time.